Thank you for tuning in to Big Meat Sports Podcast. Before we start this episode, check out this ad. Hey, it's your boy Jose from Big Meat Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely week on this Monday? Coming on here a little early. Yes. Um, was supposed to have my co-host JC, but he sold me on last second. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> he had some uh he had some uh stuff to do. Hopefully, we'll have him on here a little bit later. He can come on after he's uh done what he's doing. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about some of these games, talk about some of the stuff that happened this weekend. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about those. We're we, if we had JC on today, we were gonna start about the Miami Dolphins, but since we don't have them on, uh, we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. So, yes, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Detroit Lions yesterday. Um, and I, I don't know how to feel about this game because this is, was a Detroit Lions team that was very, very bad on defense. Good on offense, but bad on defense. And I just felt like this was the coming out game probably get a 30, maybe a 40-point victory. And things didn't look so good at the beginning of the game. Um, it, it, it just felt like Dak was very – he was pressing. He was pressing a lot. Felt like he needed to make the big play. Sometimes thrown into double, triple coverage. I'm surprised uh, a couple of those passes didn't get intercepted. But then the second half came along. And that's when the games kind of settled down for him. Um, I think that he kind of realized that this running game is is legit. You know, you, you're seeing it from the sidelines, but when you're in the when you're in the game, it's a it's a different beast. And the, the fronts that we're seeing, man, I feel like this offensive line just love loves loves to run block because they are mauling people. I mean, look what we did to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, offensive line, our uh, defensive line that's supposed to be good. And now we, you know, we continually continue, continue to get better and better in the run game. Um, scary moment with with uh, with Zeke uh, got kind of looked like a hyperextension, um, maybe some bruise, but it, 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 it kind of reminded me of I think it's the uh, Frank Gore in, uh, injury from the University of Miami where his leg was caught uh, on the ground. But this this one was, you know, Zeke's leg was kind of raised. It was not totally on the ground. And that defender came right into it, and it looked like it was bent backwards. But I was glad to see that he was okay. Um, Zeke it was is having a really good year. I'm not going to say excellent because, you know, it hasn't been one of those 120-yard, uh, uh, you know, games. But He's having an excellent year. Um, but then you kind of saw that Tony Pollard started getting more touches, more explosive running back. Um, and it's 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 great to see for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, one thing I saw during this game was the tight end situation. Um, don't you know, Dak loves Schultz. Um, but the thing is with Schultz, you can tell he's laboring and he's not as fast as the other types, uh, the other tight ends that we do have. Uh, you know, Hendershot and and Ferguson, they look way faster than him. But it's just that rapport that Dak has with Schultz. So I believe, you know, Schultz, they say they have he has a uh, injury that Zeke had last year. It's just basically pain management, what he can go through, most likely in the offseason. If anything, he will probably need surgery. Um, but if he does surgery now, then he's out for the rest of the season. But you know, it's it's interesting to see this defense, man. It, 
it with this defense, it's crazy enough as it seems. They keep on getting better and better on the defensive front. Rushing the passer, you have Sam Williams in there attacking. I mean, he had two sacks uh, and one tackle for loss, which I almost almost went uh, I almost went ape shit when he slammed uh, the running back Jamal Williams down because I really thought they're going to throw a penalty on that one. But it was kind of interesting with you know Sam Williams and all this you know pieces. You know Sam Williams is a rookie. He's supposed to be the next Michael Parsons or whatever, but he's just an edge rusher. Um, I I, I want to see, you know, with this front dominating like they are with and, and giving Sam Williams more, I would say, more reps, you know, instead of I think he had like 15, maybe start bumping that up a little bit more. And I would like to see Micah Parsons not just rush the passer, but I want to see him in the linebacker position and filling those gaps and stopping this run because that's the one thing I'm seeing consistently with this defense is the run game. We're getting gashed in the run game. That's, you know, if I can say anything is uh, wrong about this team on defensive side, it's the run game. And you're going to you're gonna run into teams like, you know, San Francisco, Philly, um, and, you know, every, you know, top elite team that knows how to run the ball and they have a good running game. And you got to – it's one thing you have to stop, man. That's the only thing I could say about wrong about this defense. Uh, corner situation – Jordan Lewis went out and it's kind of sucks because, you know, he did get an intercession. Um, it looks like a Liz Frank injury on, on his foot. Um, but I, I want to see, I did want to see Deron Bland. I think Deron Bland was m- more of a sticky uh, coverage guy. And it's, it's, it's great for us, man. Um, I want, I thought for Deron Bland should have start, been starting over Jordan Lewis. I think Jordan Lewis has, the experience, yes, you want that uh, on the defensive side, but I just feel like Deron Bland is a really, really good player, and you need to get him in as much as you can. And now, you know, when injury when an injury happens, it's next man up, and now Deron Bland has his time to shine. And I want to make sure that, it, you know, he goes out there and shines with the best of them because uh, he, I, I see a lot of potential. I see a lot, a lot of potential. Um but yeah, uh, so one of the funnier moments of uh, of yesterday's game was uh, it happened uh, during during a, a a holding call on the Detroit Lions. Um, but I do want to show you this clip because it is funny as hell, and I got to show you right now. So let me cue it up for you. There you go. Oh, yeah. He hit that ref with that ball. It was so funny because it looked like it was so on purpose. It, like, you can even see the ref. Uh, you can see the ref on the other side say, hey, look, you know, I, uh, you know, you know, that's wrong. You know, you're supposed to give me the ball. And to me, it's one of those times that you feel that he did it on purpose. You're probably not stuff is not going your way. You're you're you just you're frustrated on some of the calls. And I I know and and I was a baseball player and, you know, there's some tendencies that if if you're feeling like an umpire is not calling the way you're going to call, you know, I'm not saying I did this, but, you know, the catcher just probably just, you know, get crossed up and a fastball hits the umpire in, in the chin or something, you know, in his face mask or whatever the case may be. 
maybe it's one of those things. <laughs> I don't know, but I know there's there there. I, I wish I had JC on here to see uh, what he thought uh, about that and, and some of the basketball because JC did play basketball in high school. Uh, see what if anything he did <laughs> versus the rest but man that's that to me that was one of my fun, funnier moments during that game um was uh was jamal williams hitting the ref in the face um but let's go let's let's dive into the miami dolphins because it's interesting tua is back and i'm a tua you know i'm a tua supporter i love tua i love yeah, this the guy's story overall. Um, nobody's still, you know, there's two, there's two haters still out there. And I love the first drive that we saw. Okay. The first drive that we saw, Tua went down the field and it looked like it was just pinpoint accuracy. Um, quick decisions, got the ball out of his hand. They mixed, you know, some run in that first drive. Um, and then it ended with a touchdown. But then when the game got on, I just felt like it was the chemistry was off between him and Tyree Kill. I felt like a bunch of times when I was watching the game and I saw a lot of times that uh, Tyree Kill dropped the ball. It's mm-hmm. when Tyree Kill came out of his break, I felt like he was stuttering instead of continuing to run that post or run the slant, whatever the case may be. And it looked like he stuttered. and. Tua already had that ball. Everything with Tua again. He doesn't have the strongest, uh, the strongest arm, but he has. He's more. He's really accurate, and a lot of stuff was timing. And I felt like him and Tyreek Hill were a little bit off on those plays. Um, there's a lot of drop passes too. Um, this this wide receiver core, you know, the corners. I mean, the the wide receivers, the tight ends. They it just seemed like. To me, and I know it was kind of raining out there. It was kind of hot, you know, muggy, but it was just unexcusable drops. And then you got the penalties that brought them back. It felt like a couple of times that they had drives going, but it got uh, brought back by penalty. Um, But my concern is there's a lot of injuries for the Dolphins on the defensive side. It's like their secondary, it keeps on getting killed and killed with injuries. It's like in one after another, one after another. Um, I believe Jones just went on the IR. Um, and now it's, you know, it's that next up man mentality, but are they good enough to over, overcome this? Now, last game, you know, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, they were good enough. They had three interceptions. Um, some of those interceptions, you know, I would blame on Kenny Pickett, but you really got to give it up to the the Dolphins on that aspect where, you know, they're making plays, they're getting their interceptions. Um, but the other thing I, it, it's cause for concern is this Miami Dolphins defensive front gets no pressure at all. When the, when when the Dolphins want to get pressure. They got to create some kind of blitz, um, you know, safety blitz, whatever kind, you know, pressure that, you know, what blitzing packages that they have, they have to use that. They can't rely on the four-man front that they have because, you know, other than Phillips, it's nobody. Like, it's nobody can create pressure for them. Um, and it's, 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 uh, it's, I think it's causing for concern, but 
I'm glad that the the Dolphins got back on their winning ways. I think that was a, a really good game for Tua to come back to. Now again, he wasn't, you know, and there's a lot of times that Tua should have ran, uh, should have threw the ball away. And there's, I mean, there should have been four interceptions by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there's four uh four drops by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that might have could have changed the game uh and the outlook of the game. Maybe they could have won the game, but um, in the end, Tua, I just think, uh, was kind of pressing a little bit. Just like how Dak was pressing, I think Tua was doing a little bit more pressing. But then Dak, I would say, didn't have as many almost interceptions than Tua. Um, and then Tua, please, when you run the ball, please go down. Please slide. It is very, very scary. Like, I hold my breath every time that I see you roll out of the pocket because I'm just afraid that I, I it like when you roll out of pocket, it just replays in my mind of the injury in Cincinnati and, you know, your arms, your, your fingers crossing and doing like West coast, you know, gangster signs and stuff like that. It, it, it looks scary. And for me, I just want to, to take care of himself. It, and is it, is it where the dolphins need, you know, the dolphins and the coaching staff need to sit down with Tua and like, practice sliding or is this is it too late and is it ingrained in his head that he cannot you know he's not sliding it's something that he goes against i don't know it's it's one of those things that's hard to just change somebody's mindset of should i you know should i die for this first down can i run over this guy when you had so many concussions and it's it's so hard to change that mindset of let's slide and play for another down, or let's throw the ball away and play for another down. Tua needs to get better at that, man, because I feel like if he wants a extended career like he, like he says he wants, he needs to start doing these little things as throwing the ball away, sliding, you know, it's living for the next play, living for the next down. Um, and I think that's, that's what uh, hurts Tua right now. Um, other things, uh, you know, basketball season has start. And look, um, while I was watching my Miami Heat, I'm, I'm not aware of the score right now uh, because they're playing the Raptors, but at least the Miami Heat got on the win, win column. But let's talk about those Lakers. Um, those Lakers, like, I, you know, again, and I wish I had JC on here, but it's because he's a Laker, he's a diehard Laker fan. But this Laker team looks bad, bro. This take Laker team looks really, really, really bad. It comes, it's coming to a point where are we seeing, you know, the decline of LeBron James and his team? Or is this just LeBron James is just surrounded by horrible players? Or not horrible, but really bad players. Um and it sucks because I think of the latter. LeBron James is a very good player. LeBron James is one of the best players in the world, and I'll admit that. But right now, he is doing way, way too much at the beginning of the year to help carry this team to, for wins, and they haven't won a game yet. I think that they need to make a trade and need to make a trade real quick before this thing gets out of hand. Because Russell Westbrook, as you can see, is destroying this team. 
Now, there there was a clip, and I don't have the clip on me right now, but there's a clip where it showed the Lakers going down, and basically the Trailblazers were giving him that jumper. And I believe if if they, I think it was a tie game, or they're losing by one, or I forgot the scenario, but it was a close game, and they did not get in the set, and Russell Westbrook puts up the worst shot in history. Like it, it, it made no sense, and you could see the frustration with Anthony Davis and LeBron James and and the whole, uh, you know, stadium uh, arena. Because this guy is trying to do so much and prove to the people so much that he is that guy and he isn't that guy anymore. I do think, I seriously do think that the 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 Lakers need to go ahead and make a trade with the Indiana Pacers. I do think that, you know, give give Russell Westbrook away. And I do think that the the Pacers can, uh, you know, give away, like, if the trade I'm looking for is Miles Miles Turner and Buddy Heald to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook, and maybe, if anything, uh, uh, a second round or third round pick. But the Lakers need to do something seriously because they need to do something serious and hurry up and do it now before this gets out of hand. Because, you know, there's teams you know, losing, and look, you don't have to have the superstars. And I think for, you know, the trade aspect I'm saying, Miles Turner spreads out. Miles Turner can hit the three, and he's very good defensively. You know, he's a shot blocker. You know Anthony Davis doesn't want to be down there. You know, Anthony Davis is a good defender, but he's shooting horrible at three-pointing. Um, and I think it's just you kind of have like that Twin Towers thing if you have Miles Turner. And we know all we all know what Buddy Heel does. Buddy Heel is that three-point shooter. He can create off the dribble. He's that other score for you. Um, because the Lakers are atrocious, atrocious at three-point shooting right now. And it's getting, getting very, very bad. Um, but w- that's why I, you know, I just want to see what what did uh, you know what you Laker fans think of my my trade. You think it it will benefit, or do you think there's another trade out there that you the Lakers should go for? Because again, I don't know. Like LeBron's playing his twentieth season, he wants to he wants to continue going. You know, I, I know he wants to play for you know until his son's in the league and play with the son. But man, it's looking bad, and you know. But you know, we're gonna go. We're we're gonna go on to another subject. Um, we're gonna. This is another uh, funny moment that happened uh, uh, this past. Well, actually, this happened uh, last week. But you know, it's we're we're gonna come up with funny moments here and there. And if you if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, sorry, you're not able to watch this. Um, so just if you want to check us out on YouTube or Twitch on the replay, uh, please check us out. But this was a funny moment uh, uh, in yesterday's football. Uh, I mean, last week's football game with Kentucky, and it was just so funny how this guy, how this guy flopped out of nowhere. Um, so check this out. You're gonna see this guy flop, and this is the 
the most delayed flop I have ever seen in my life. So you're going to see, watch this right now. He gets hit. One, two, three. Oh, man, now I fall down. Oh, <laughs> that, hey, look, he sold it so good that the refs even threw the, the refs threw the flag. Like, it was so funny on that situation because, you know, I've never seen uh, such a delayed flop in my life. Like, I've seen flop, and then it was probably like a half a second but this is a full two second delay on the flop, and he still got the penalty. Um, man, that 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 was that was very very entertaining for me. Like you know, we're gonna come up with the segment. I'm just waiting for a really good name for this segment uh, to to have. Like it's a funny segment uh, after after each week. Um, have a couple highlights of some funny uh, funny plays that we saw. Um, and you guys, you know, tell me, uh, what name you guys think I should come up with. Um, I'm thinking of some, but it's not, nothing's really hitting me, uh, like I quite want to hit. Um, but real, real quick, before we end this podcast, I forgot to, um, talk about one subject and then we're going back to the NFL. What's going on? What is going on in Tampa and Green Bay? Are we seeing the last of Tom Brady? I mean, Tom Brady is really, really, really struggling. And that Tampa Bay team, now, I did not see that coming. Them losing to Carolina. Now, Carolina just gave away their best running back and one of their, you know, second or third uh, wide receivers in Robbie Anderson. And they destroyed the Bucs. Like the Bucs team score a touchdown. Yes, Mike Evans dropped a wide open, wide open uh catch. But it's I and then you go to Green Bay, and Green Bay loses to Washington. Two teams that have probably most likely Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and they lose to two teams that are really on the bottom of the power rankings. Carolina, that's horrible they had a backup they they moved on from breaker mayfield they don't want they they have a backup running back you know the only good wide receiver they have is dj moore which i hope goes to dallas you know hopefully they make a trade but that's another that's another uh topic of discussion and then you have green bay which yes they lost Devonte adams and um a couple other wide receivers but it's just you lose to the Washington commies. Okay. Washington commanders. But I like to call them commies. Washington commies. And you you let Heineke or Heineke, Heineke, whatever his name is, beat you. It's, I mean, I don't know what's going on in these both of these uh, teams. But they're lucky that they're in two bad divisions. Now, I think... Tampa Bay can turn this thing around and still win the division because they're what they're in the likes of uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, Atlanta, and I'm oh and Carolina. So they have the opportunity to still win a division, even though that Atlanta team, you know, uh, other than the past week versus Cincinnati getting beat by Cincinnati, like you know, destroyed. The Atlanta team seems to have, you know, playing good ball right now. So they can be a surprise 
and and if Tampa keeps on playing like they're playing, I want to be surprised if I see the Atlanta Falcons coming out of the South. But then you have uh then you have the Green Bay. And really Green Bay is competing with the Vikings, um, Chicago, and I'm losing another team. Nope, losing another team here, but damn, who's that third team? Um, but they're in that division, and that's more I can see it's more a little bit competitive, but I just think that this both of these two teams are really, really looking bad. Now, it's not like I've said this before. It's not with Tom Brady. We're not talking about, oh, how many more years can Tom Brady play? No, we're talking about this is the last season because he's looking horrible. And that's what because he's skipping practices. He he's he's not, you know, yelling at his teammates um he's has family problems because he came back and stuff like that so a lot of stuff that's going on um but i do like it's it's crazy to think that you know he wanted to come back one more season everybody thought it was going to be the last you know hurrah and he's going to have and he's having the season that he's having again i don't know how you lose to the carolina panthers they need to fix something over there. And it's looking bad for Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator and and Bowles as a as a head coach because you know they're gonna they're gonna be looking on unemployment line because you know they're gonna always blame the head coach and OC. But I really do think it's Tom Brady that's really having this play horrible. Um uh, with Green Bay, is just I know you don't have any weapons, but you can't be this bad. Like you have Aaron and their receivers are dropping some passes here and there. Um, but then Aaron Rodgers, I think, is pressing too much and he's making mistakes. But this defense, the, you know, it was different from the past because this Green Bay defense, when they're not good, the offense helped out because they're scoring 30, 35 points a game. That's not the case this year. This year, they're very, very bad on both sides. And, you know, I thought maybe it's because they they took the jets lightly um the giants it's but and i was like maybe those teams are really good but then when you look back at it i'm like nah 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 green bay played washington and they still look horrible so it's green it's green bay um so it i'm i don't know what's going on in those in these two uh organizations but i don't think it's going to get fixed anytime soon and that leaves open for a wide open nfc um and to see who's going to make the plus now NFC East NFC East everybody was making fun of last year they're calling an NFC lease but this year we have one of the best records and you know thanks to the Eagles being undefeated but the Giants only lost one game Cowboys only lost two games and then you have the you know Washington Commies but they that's it's it's a strong division and I do think that maybe maybe this this is one of those times that three teams out of the East get to the playoffs because it's looking like that. Um, I do I do think it's going to come down to the wire because everybody's scheduling, uh, and especially with the Eagles, if they drop one, the Giants and Cowboys are right behind, and then I, I believe they the Eagles still have to play Giants twice. They have to play the Cowboys one more time, so it's going to come down to some division games with these people uh, with this uh, with this. Uh, uh, NFC East. So, <clears throat> um, 
but yeah, guys, that's all. That's all I have for uh, for today. Um, thank you for tuning in for the Big Meat Sport Podcast. Uh, try to do live, uh, you know, live for. So thank you for tuning in on the restream, on YouTube Live, Twitch, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Please don't forget to like and subscribe on all major platforms. Um, you know, we thought we'd get JC in today, but I didn't come in. Uh, hopefully I'll get some other uh, to help out with the podcast, get, get some more participation. Um, and don't forget, I'm going to start on my Instagram, uh, on my personal page and the Big Meat Sports podcast page. We will start putting the times of this live stream so you guys can interact, so you can ha- you say something in the chat. I can chat back with you, and we go from there. It's it's a great experience, and it's a great thing that we have and going on. But again, thank you for guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode.